This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So... The only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The following podcast contains violent scenes, hard drug use, scenes of a sexual nature and flashing images. Now there's none of that. It does, however, feature strong language. So if you're listening with small children, kindly tell them to... The dickheads. You're listening to the Scarf Bagara War. For county fans, by county fans. Somebody in the way, battling. Having got in way of the attempted clearance. Jim Gannon. Oh, great flick on by Alan Armstrong. Welcome to the Scarf Bagara War, the show that's raving about Rydell, chatting about Chalada whilst being keen on Keen and positively popping about Palmer. I'm Nick. <laughs> that's it with me as always. I, I, I worked so hard on that, mate. You've no idea. That's Russ Johnson over there. How are you doing, Russ? You alright, mate? How do, mate? You alright? Yeah, good. I thought I'd start with a little public service announcement because I just wanted to let, let everyone know that we're the only media outlet this week that is an Adele-free zone. How, how good does that feel? No Adele tonight. Feels pretty good, actually, yeah. And I'm starting to, I think she's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have you ever had a mate who gets dumped, breaks up with his girlfriend, he says, oh, can you split up? He's like, oh, she's mental, she's mental. And then two years later, another girlfriend splits up. Oh, she, she's mental, mate, she's absolutely mental. <laughs> now, it gets to the point, if it stinks of shit everywhere you go, have a look at your shoes. So, a little bit of advice for you there, Adele, if you're listening. I'm sure she's not. She's probably whinging somewhere. <laughs> right, what, what have we got coming up tonight, Ross, mate? Well, we are delighted to be joined by none other than John Kieran, the man himself. I mean, this is a pretty bit of a coup for us, actually. Um, you know, county royalty joining us on the... On... Yeah, don't, don't play yourself. You're too modest, John. Come on. Like, stalwart of, of, of county. So... Absolutely delighted that you can join us um, today for this for this hour's uh, jam-packed show. We're going to talk about Woking on Saturday, the uh, Kingsland win uh, last night, and we'll, we'll look forward to Wheelstone as well. We'll obviously talk about Connor Jennings. Um, we, we couldn't let this pass without without doing that. And um, and yeah, and just just generally talk county. 
So yeah, shall I run titles? Run them. Let's run titles. This is the Scarf Bagara War, a Stockport County fan-created podcast, blog, YouTube live show and website. Find us at thescarfbagarawar.co.uk. For county fans, by county fans. So I've got to start by just thanking everybody that's, that's been listening and watching and, and, and whatever over the past few weeks. I mean, last week we had over over 1,100 views of, the, of last week's video, which, which is really good. And we've just gone through 500 subscribers. Um, and I've got to say hello to all the usual listeners that are online. We can see comments coming in. So Joe Inglesfield, Ian Dowen, Matt Bryan over in Florida, PJRC. Can I um, say hello to the unusual listeners then? Yeah, if you want. Yeah, yeah. go on. Hiya. Oh, you just you just a blanket blanket a hello to unusual yeah, yeah. listeners. That's, that's all we need, us unusual people, us, us misshapes. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, if you're new, please do... Uh, subscribe if you're not please do comment and like the video it all helps with our algorithms and gets us gets us further up the the rankings really and that's what that's what we want um and i'll start off as well by saying we do have a competition going so we, we want to reach a thousand subscribers so we can start monetizing our show get a bit of coinage back off youtube um so to get there we've uh, joined up with um andy at eight days a week who's going to give away a county merch bundle with the Stockport County shirt in there as well. So um, everybody that subscribes will be in the hat for that. So, yeah, tell your friends, basically. Well, if, you, if you don't know, have any friends, just tell someone on the bus. Just side look behind them and whisper in their ear. Yeah. I've, I've, been, I've been kicked off all major bus services for that, but it's worth it because now they know about the podcast. There you go. <laughs> I never know what to say, Nick. I never know what to say. Uh, do comment if you do comment in, ask a question to John. We will ask it if it's if it's reasonable and it's sensible and, and not a bit weird. So yeah, do that. That, that, that narrows it down a lot for, for the people that probably watch us. Um, but yeah, John, how are you doing? I'm very well. Yeah, I'm particularly well after last night. Obviously, it was a fantastic evening at Edgley Park under the floodlights. So uh, yeah, absolutely buzzing. And thank you very much for inviting me on. No problem, no problem at all. It's nice to have you on. Um, we have got some questions for you, but we'll do those later. I mean, they might even come up during during yeah. what we're going to talk about anyway. Um, but I guess, yeah, let's start with Woking on Saturday. Uh, Madden's, Madden's two, well, Madden got a brace, uh, I think, as they call it in the industry. Um, second goal was a bit of a peach. I, I mean, how did you see the I mean, we, we didn't, I didn't go to Woking. Uh, I don't think you did, Nick. How... How did you th- how did you see that one playing out, John? I, I was really pleased actually. I thought um, it was one of those games I was a little bit worried about, and 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 make no mistake that it was more important than Bolton. I mean, you know, Bolton fantastic occasion that I'm enjoying. I enjoy cup runs. It's it's brilliant, but we have to get out of this division. You know, if we don't, um, you know, Mark Stott's probably in for another two million quid loss over uh, another another season um, at this level. So there's no question that. Uh, three points against Woking is more important. And uh, I just thought the way we started was fantastic. Paddy took his goals really well. Um, we were by far the better side in the first half. Second half, I mean, fatigue obviously started to catch up with on, on, on a lot of the players. Um, and you could see that Woking were getting back into the game. If it had gone on another 10 or 15 minutes, they probably would have would have got an equaliser. But, um, you know, real sort of grit and determination, I thought, in the second half and, and thoroughly deserved the three points. And it was just... Uh, a great occasion. I've always got, there's always something 
you go to Woking, something weird always happens. And I always remember like back in 2012 when um, Lord Snape at the end. Had, I mean, it was just the, one of the strangest moments in broadcast. And don't get, I, I'm good friends with Peter. I like him a lot. And, you know, I, I enjoy his company. He's a, he's a, he's a top, top bloke. But um, I don't know what possessed him, but he just leaned over me and said, I, I want to get on that radio right now after we lost 1-0. And um, just had a, a complete rant about, Jim Gannon and about the way we were playing and his line was something like Jim Gannon's always telling me how to run this club well I'll tell him how to run this team or something along those lines yeah yeah and you knew I, I, I mean it was obviously it was radio gold and Pete Liggins who I was working with at the time was he just he couldn't believe his luck I suppose but um yeah it was a there's always something odd happens at Woking so I was a bit worried late on in the game but thankfully we saw it out I think that's the. I think when when we get to the end of the season, we're going to look back at that win, and think right, that's that was massive. That was because especially like you said, after the fatigue, for us to to come through that. I know, I know it wasn't necessarily a sparkling performance for ninety minutes as it was last night and even last Wednesday as well. But yeah, at the end of the season, that's going to be one of the biggest results we've picked up. I think it is. It's a really crucial stage of the season, I think, Nick, and and to get. You know, with the win, coupled with the win last night, if we can get a good result down at Wheelston this weekend, and that puts us in a really nice position then going into that, you know, the Christmas period, which, you know, it's a cliche, but the cliches are there because they're generally right. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a critical period, isn't it? So, um, yeah, let's make sure we're nicely positioned, uh, ready for the second half of the season. So, that, that second half against Woking, then, what would you put that, that down to? Because we did start to sort of tail off, didn't we? Um, is that down to fatigue or is that down to not having players in the right? frame of mind or, or what we use everything sort of mentally in, in the in the Bolton game I think it, it is to do with fatigue and it's to, it's to do with mental fatigue as well as physical fatigue and I think you could see players pulling up with, with cramp and, uh, and it, that, this is not a reflection on previous regimes or anything like that but we're having players going down with cramp after sort of 65 70 minutes and that just shows you what effort they put in and, and we know Dave Challen is a big believer in, in his physical stats his physical data he's big on the running and the fitness and it, you know it's, it's huge on that um and I think he, he expects a lot from them um and again you know maybe you shouldn't be surprised again when I was younger you know sort of starting out in this in this career I, I remember interviewing Gary Megson once and saying to him something like, I think we'd lost 1-0 at Sunderland and, you know, given the resources we had, it wasn't the worst result ever. And I remember saying to Gary in the interview something like, um, oh, oh, the players gave you 100%, didn't they? And he went, yeah. And I went, well, yeah. And he went, well, what, what else would they do? That's, a, <laughs> that's, that's like a base, that's the, the very, very base thing that you'd expect. That's the, that's the bottom, you know, every, anything else above that is, is a bonus, but of course they give a hundred percent. They have to, that's, that's, that's what they're paid to do. So it was quite a, a frosty exchange, but that stayed with me because I thought actually, yeah, he's right. Because I think County fans will we'll forgive a lot when we can see a player putting in a hundred percent effort. And I think that's, that was what he was trying to, uh, what he was trying to get at. And uh, again, I, I saw that at Woking, but yeah, they, they were out on the feet by the end. And uh, I'm sure a few of them slept on the bus on the way home. Yeah. That makes it even more impressive for me because Woking had a good, really good start as well, didn't they, to the season? Um, yeah. I mean, impressive. yeah, they've had a, 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 a transition, haven't they? They've gone, they've gone to full time. They've got, um, you know, they've doubled the budget down there. They've got, it's a nice little setup. They've got investment now from America. They've got a three-year plan to be, um, 
to be in, in the Football League. They want to finish in the top seven this season. So um, the ambition's clearly there. Um, I think you saw the flip side of that, though, last night with, with Kings Lynn. I don't, yeah. don't want to preempt yeah. what you're going to talk about later, but, you know, that's a team where they've gone for a full-time setup with a part-time budget. And I think, you know, Woking is, is different to that, but still with quite a small squad. So I think there's still a, there's still a work in progress, obviously, but, um, but they've got one or two really good players. And, uh, and, and yeah, it was always going to be a test. It was a game, as I say, because something always happens. I was worried about Woking and, and, and what Nick said earlier is absolutely right. It, it, it could be a really big three points that. Yeah, yeah, and that, that that second goal from Madden as well, that just shows everybody what he's capable of. Not really, I don't think he's really shown it yet, but that, I mean, the, the, the only one, other one I can think of is the Halifax goal last season behind closed doors when he absolutely took the mm. net off all those. But that was that was passing into the top right-hand corner, wasn't it? It was, and I think, you know, uh, again, you, you talk about sort of off, the, I think he works harder probably than anybody off the ball, yeah. um, out of possession. He, he's, he's a real grafter and um I, again i don't think it's the worst thing that he missed last night because i think you know he needs he, he could do with a breather i think he's put in so much effort uh into the last few games i think it's probably not the worst thing that's ever happened so um yeah he's a, he's, a, he's a top top player he's got that he's got that ability hasn't he and there's not many players on the pitch could have pulled off that 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 finish down at woking at the weekend so yeah great great goal yeah, it's, it's so nice to see him in a more advanced position isn't it really yeah def definitely yeah, I think so. And I, I know he, he did score a lot of his goals at his previous club coming off the left flank and, and you know, sort of cutting inside, getting shots away with his right foot. But I, I, I like him more central, just playing off, off, off the big man. And and for me, Scott Quigley, and, and this is where, you know, again, I, I do have some sympathy with Simon Russ because, you know, he, he makes this, this marquee signing um, and then he's never fit um, for the first sort of you know, I know two months of the season, whatever it was. And uh, so I do feel sorry for him because we'd obviously pinned a lot of our ambitions this season on Scott. And I think um, between him and Paddy, uh, they should really, after Christmas, be tearing this league up. Yeah, yeah. The, the signs are already there, I think. Yeah. They're starting to gain a good understanding very early on. So, yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. What's, um, can you tell us anything about the captaincy? I noticed it. It's quite, kind of gone under the radar that Paddy Madden's looks like he's got the captaincy over Palmer now. Um, do, you anything, do you know anything about that? I think, you know, ultimately, I think Dave's probably still testing the water in that sense. The, the club captain clearly is, is Liam Hogan. And then um, under Sorry, Simon, yeah, yeah. yeah, Paddy was obviously getting the armband when it, when it wasn't him. And uh, I, I must admit, there's been times in the past where I've seen, you know, the, the, the captain's armband, which is, you know, it's a, it's a precious thing, but I've seen it sort of tossed around the team, and I, yeah. I don't, I don't like that. I, I want to know who the captain is, and I think it should be, it should be, um, it should be stuck fast, really. And I don't, I don't like to see it chopping and changing. I don't particularly like strikers being captains either, if I'm honest. But um, for me, it would make sense if it was, if, if it was Ash Palmer going forward. But it's obviously one that Dave's got to decide now. Yeah, we have got. We, I mean, the questions are coming in. I don't think you can see the comments coming in, but they are coming in thick and fast. We. To everybody listening, we will try and pick some out. But obviously, it's very difficult because there are a lot coming through. Um, I'll just, I will just ask one, though, just to sort of mm. interject the flow of the conversation because uh, we're not professional in here. We'll just, we'll just kind of do I, it I, I would like you to interject the flow of the conversation. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to hear how you do that. <laughs> 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 um, so where is the worst place you've done commentary from? And where's oh. the best? Great question. I tell you again, you know, as I say, I've been doing this for like 24 years now, and and I, I know 
when I started out young and naive and we were going to Wolves, we were going to West Brom, Main Road, um, Sellers Park, all these grounds. I, honest to God, I took it for granted. I just thought it's always going to be like this. It's going to be wonderful. I never, ever imagined that I'd be commentating at Colwyn Bay, at um, North Ferriby, um, at Gainsborough Trinity. Uh, I, I just never thought that would happen. So, yeah, it's been, it's been an eye-opener. Um, the worst is probably lowest oft, I think, um, it, which was, you know, very accommodating, but it was a, a porter cabin stuck on the roof of another porter cabin. Um, and it was quite set back from the pitch and I couldn't see sort of quarter of it down the right-hand side. So no idea who's taking corners or throw-ins down that side or, or anything. And then the window steamed up. So, and there was no way of, of doing anything about it because it was so, it was November, so it was freezing cold outside, but... Um, I was, was going to say, what, what are you doing in there to make the window? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it's November, then fair enough. And I think they had, I think they had like, um, I don't know what you'd call it, like metal grills on the outside, you know, anti-vandalism or anti-theft yeah, yeah, yeah. metal grills. So just couldn't see, to be quite honest. So that's, that's <laughs> probably probably the worst. Um, the best, I mean, apart from Edgley Park, is obviously, it's probably the stadium of light. You know, I think working at, a place like Sunderland was it was incredible. Although I do remember this, the last time we went there, it snowed quite heavily. It was December time and it snowed quite heavily. And we were a bit late. And I've travelled with uh, a guy called Richard Partington and uh, Phil Staley was co-com at the time. And uh, anyway, we got stuck in traffic. It was mither and all sorts. And we could see the ground, but, you know, it was quite a way away. And I said to Phil, come on, let's just leg it. Let's grab the bags and just go. So he sets off. And we're heading up and all the fans were walking sort of five or six abreast all the way up this sort of meandering pathway towards the stadium of light. And I said to Phil, I can't work. we need to get past these people. Let's just step past them, go across, you know, it's only a bit of grass or something. I stepped off what was obviously a hard path. I couldn't see because of the snow and I sank and I haven't, I've not got a lot of room to see. <laughs> so I sank. I must have been probably knee, knee deep in just, I don't know, I don't know what it was like. The, the snow just went and, and I was in this mud and, and shit. It was just horrible. <laughs> pulled this, pulled that leg out anyway, and I went back on the path. All these Mackhams all laughing at me. Gets to the, the, the press entrance, and I just stood there with my bags, like, feeling miserable. And it's late as well. We're, we're late for the game. I'm now cold and I'm wet. And um, <laughs> this, guy, this guy just opens the door and he just looks me up and down. And he just went, do you not have shoe polish in Stockport then? <laughs> and normally I'd have laughed, but I just went, just let me in. You <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. I've had enough. I'm having a bad day. So, But yeah, having said that, once we were in, wonderful. I mean, what an environment. What, what a place to play your football. What a place to, to do your commentary. And what a place to, you know, to, to witness a, what was a, a really good performance on the day. As I say, we lost, but, um, you know, we were punching way above our weight then. Yeah. So when was that? When was that about? Was that um? That be period. So what? What's oh, that? Period, right. Yeah, yeah. So ninety eight, ninety nine, around that time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, back to the foot. Back to back to the present day. Then Kings Lynn last night. Um. I mean, I think I. Tw I think. Well, no, I don't think I tweeted. I did tweet. You know, professional, comprehensive, five different scorers, players rested. Um. Obviously, uh, Jennings came back on, got his minutes. Even if he had not scored, it would have been great for him because he got yeah. his minutes again. It was just 
I, I don't remember seeing such a complete performance. It was, it was in their final third for most of the game. It, it was, you're absolutely right. I mean, we had to be patient early on, sort of for half an hour or so. And it, yeah. you, you just wondered, you thought, you know, having seen that, that previous result as well, because they'd give Bromley a, a, a real scare. And I thought Bromley was a pretty good side. But um, yeah, really professional performance, as you say, Russ. And I thought um, they, they had two shots in the entire game. Both of those are off target, one of them miles off target. <laughs> and, um, uh, and we had. I lost. I think I lost count, but I'm, I'm going to say about 20 attempts on goal in the game. Loads, double figures for corner count. Um, but I mean, you you, you you hit the nail on the head. It's it, that moment, not only coming off the bench for Connor Jennings, but then to score that goal and to see the the delight, the relief on his face was just just incredible. And you know, this is a guy who who only back in March was was being told, look, that's it, forget football. It's just about you and your health now. It's about getting yourself getting yourself as well as you possibly can be. Um, and there was talk he was going to have a titanium shoulder joint. You know that, that it was it was that serious. Um, but then I, I don't know the, the the real intricacies of it. But essentially, it's sort of almost like a bone marrow donor. It's it's, a, it's living tissue. Um, so he's he's obviously then got all the mobility. And I loved his his. his I don't know if the interview's gone live yet or not. I've gone out. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. It has. I love his line where he said, you don't realise how much you use your arms, do you? (laughs) (laughs) No, CJ, no, I don't. (laughs) You do. (laughs) But uh, but no, it was lovely. And what what was nice as well was was the bit sort of, you know, off camera behind the scenes. You know, obviously the ground was empty of of supporters, but, you know, Connor comes, comes out and... Literally, I mean, everybody in the media teams give him a hug. I'd give him a hug. We're all in bits. And it was quite an emotional moment. And uh, what's great about Connor, though, is is like literally, I said to, to Liam Richardson, who's doing a great job, by the way, his county's his media manager since taking over there. And uh, I, I just spoke to Liam. I said, look, you're going to start getting requests now. Because I said, not only did he come off the bench, but I said he scored and his family are here and the whole you know the whole narrative it's a wonderful story you know it's a great story of redemption so i said you're going to get lots of and sure enough as soon as it happened um there was messages coming in from national newspapers and broadcasters wanting to, right. to interview connor what they don't know he just hates it he hates doing it he's just and so we sort of mentioned it to him and said you know are you uh, are you all right to do someone he went oh i'll he says, "I'm not even happy doing yours, John, but you know, <laughs> I couldn't really, I couldn't really say no, could I?" So, um, so yeah, he's done that one, but I don't think you've seen him do any more. He's just, he just, he likes to keep his head down. He doesn't want to. Although he's, he's a bubbly character, don't get me wrong, he's, he's one of the funniest lads you'll meet in the club. But he, he just, he's not bothered about all that. So, um, yeah, I've got, you've got to take your hat off to him. But fantastic, great story, and and funny enough, where where we live now, I, I bumped into the just by fluke, I bumped into the chaplain from Tranmere Rovers. Um, just a COVID centre of all places. And he was saying, um, he said, oh, he said, you took one of our, our top players. I said, yeah, Connor Jennings, he's great. And he said, please pass on my best to him. What a fantastic lad he is. What an unbelievable lad. I really, really like him. So, you know, wherever you go in football, people are telling you what a great lad. Uh, well, the both of them, actually, the, the, yeah. the Jennings brothers, fantastic lads. So, uh, yeah, really pleased with him last night. And um, I guess he's got to... He's probably got to manage his expectations to an extent, and we've got to manage our expectations as well. But you could see what the goal did for him. You know, the next touch of the ball down the line for Rydell to cross. It was just um, he was just buzzing, wasn't he? Afterwards, so uh, yeah, really exciting, and, and and what a moment. 
Yeah, definitely. What, just watching that interview back that you did with him. Um, I think I watched it back today. You said you said were you emotional? You know, were you emotional when you came on the pitch? And he just sort of, well, I want to say shot you down, but he just went, no, it's just a job. <laughs> but we've got people. We've got people in the comments saying that they were, they were they were a bit emotional, and they even you know Mike Fitzgerald said he, he shed a tear when the, when the goal went in, and and then but then you got like Connor Connor Jennings just going no well, no just a job it's just a job it's fantastic. Yeah, I take it with a pinch of salt. I think he was trying to manage his emotions, and I think that was how he was doing it because you know seeing him afterwards, I, I do think I do think it, it it got to him with his family being there as well. I do think mm. there was a, a bit more to it than. Uh, it's just a job and especially when you've been told that that job's been taken away from you um, which he was only nine months ago so um, yeah fantastic what a story I mean it's, it's absolutely brilliant really pleased for him and uh, yeah it's uh, let, let's hope he can get a few more before the season finishes as well. I think it's a great option isn't it because for, for oh. the talk of new signings and we've just gone and got, gone and got ourselves one there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah a top football league striker who's, who should be at the, the peak in the prime of his career so yeah let's hope that's the case he's only you know he's only 30 years old so um there's, there's plenty more to come from Connor Jennings and I, I think it's funny I was talking to my mate Des Hinks um about him before the diagnosis came through and and I remember Des saying to me something not right you know something I, I don't know what it is because Des obviously watches a lot of, of um you know teams in league one and league two through his job with Sky and um and he was saying to me, you know, it doesn't, just doesn't look as he's looked when I've seen him before playing for Tramby. And he, he said it's not about the goals because, you know, he's never been massively prolific, but he's been a, he's been a pest, you know, to, to centre-halves. He occupies defenders and, and creates space for other people as well as chipping in with his own fair share as well. And he said it just doesn't look right. So when that, I mean, obviously we didn't expect it to be anything as, as devastating as the, the diagnosis that he got. Um but yeah, I mean, all told, it's it's such a happy ending, and and you know, you see him come off the bench, and you think, well, that's the icing on the cake, and then he scores, and that's the that's the icing on the icing, isn't it? It's just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Because I want, I wanted to see him against Bolton I, after yeah. Crankshaw sealed it. I thought, oh, we can get Jennings on here, but in hindsight, now I'm glad it was last night, and we, and we got that moment because it all would have kind of kind of would have got would have got lost in everything else. I think last Wednesday. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the fact there were nine subs allowed the manager yeah. to name him, um, but probably no, with no great expectation of bringing him on. And then last night, I'm not even sure he would have made the bench last night if there'd been a keeper on the bench. But um, mm. you know, and, and if Paddy had been fit, you know, there's all kinds of repercussions. So it's just everything just aligned last night for him and um, made it perfect. And great time to come on. And I, I don't know. There was a couple of times during that sort of cameo appearance that he made where I looked at other players and I thought they're trying to set him up. They're trying to get a goal for him. They're yeah. trying to lay it on a yeah. plate for him. And Why you can not? do it when you're playing a, a yeah. side that's poor, you know, and let's, let's be honest, they were poor. Um, you, you get that opportunity. So I, I always remember one playing it. I played in a charity match uh, and Jim Gannon was playing on, on my team. And I remember, I remember him saying to me in the game, because we, we, you know, we, we got on well myself and Jim. And I remember him saying to me during the game, he said, JK, JK, get in the hole. I'll get you a goal. Get in the hole. And I went, where's the hole? <laughs> I don't know where the hole is. I said, if it's a deep one, I'll not get out of it. So. <laughs> Brilliant. God, I, think, God I, think, I didn't have a clue what he was on about. I think any, any discussion about the Kings Lynn game wouldn't be complete without taking our hat off to the Kings Lynn fans, I think. Uh, oh. I mean, pig of a journey up here. Horrible yeah. weather. Get battered 5-0. 
pig of a journey back to slip into bed next to your sister. And just what I, but I, I love that they, they didn't start leaving until the fifth one went in, and then, and then there was like a mass exodus of them. It's like, oh, was that the one that sent you over the edge? Was it the fifth goal? Yeah. Did, did, you see, the, sorry, sorry, did, did you see? Sorry, did you see the bloke who was asleep? No. I, heard, I heard that you mentioned this. I don't, oh, I don't blame him. No. He was across about four seats. It was brilliant. brilliant. What? <laughs> I, I heard that on the way back, the um, the whoever the admin was for their twi- official Twitter account was joining up with the um, singing your dialect spe- yeah. Twitter spaces. Yeah, so was. like one, one fan tweeted, you know, we've just been smashed 5-0 away in Stockport, yet here's our admin trying to get on sing- singing your dialect. <laughs> do, do you know what this is, Russ, for, for us, us old fogies? Do you, what, can you tell us what singing your dialect is? Because everyone's on about it. I don't have a clue what's going on. Oh right, it's 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 a flash in the pan. That's what it is. So Twitter, these new Twitter Spaces, a lad from Manchester got on it and named it "Singing Your Dialect." And I think on his first night, he got about I don't know two hundred and fifty people joining in. Last count, it was at forty-five thousand. We had it on the stands. Well, we had it on in the bar, uh, myself and, and, and Sam Byrne had it on the bar after the game last night. And right. when we put it on, Declan Rice was on it, yes. singing, singing Rice, Rice, Baby. So, yeah. Turned off at that point. But uh, at least with Declan Rice, at least it's a footballer who's like at the top of his game and doing well. Imagine Paul Pogba had gone on. You've got to read the room, haven't you, before you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, before we move on to Wheelstone and we'll just cover Woking and Kings Linster, there's, I mean, there's a few more milestones that we probably should mention. So Barkley got his first goal last night. Hello, you. Don't forget all our content is available in one place on the Fan Hub app, where we're the official content creators for County. Predict lineups, check in at games, and access fan content to increase your fan rating and earn rewards. Introduce friends to earn fan shares, and more importantly, we can prove conclusively who's got the best fans, if that's the kind of thing you're into. To join the fastest growing community of proper fans, visit fan-hub.com. You know, Hinchley got his 250th appearance on Saturday, mm-hmm. I think it was. Oh no, um, it's, it's Hinchcliffe apparently, that's what they're all singing. After six years, they're singing Hinchcliffe at the back of Upper Tier 3. So we might as well just pick another player and add a letter to it. So <laughs> John, John Crooney, brilliant. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't care, so... <laughs> um, so yeah, Hinchcliffe, I mean, that's that's a fantastic achievement, isn't it? 250, oh. and getting it presented to him by Alan Ogley as well. Well, again, I mean, I mean, Alan Ogley cries at anything, so um, that was quite an emotional <laughs> moment, actually. In the, yeah, that was in the bar last night as well, and uh, yeah, it was that was lovely to see, actually. And and you know, I think I said in in, in the program notes that you know Ben now he's he's moved into that that realm of of goalkeepers. He's up there now with you know your Paul Jones, your Neil Edwards, your Alan Ogleys. You know, he's he's in that company. Um, and given his, his his age, his profile, everything he's got going from he's he's such a fit lad as well. I just think uh, he could be around for many many more years yet to come, and there's plenty more to come from him. So um, yeah, I just it's a wonderful achievement, and and you know to do it in a single stint with the club. I mean, I know Paul Turnbull was was similar in terms of the, the number of appearances, but it's spread over sort of four different spells. So. Um, yeah, it's quite a remarkable achievement. I'm so so pleased for Ben because I think you know he's had this before at Fylde where there's been I think it was Matty Irwin was the was the the challenging goalkeeper and and it, you know he got he got sidelined and then he was getting frustrated and he left it ultimately. Um, 
and we don't want to see Ben leaving. And I think, you know, Ethan Ross probably deserved his chance, but I think Ben deserves his chance back again. So, um, yeah, let's see how many he can, he can rack up now. But that, it's a wonderful, wonderful achievement. And, you know, you look at his stats, I think it's something like, of the last five seasons, I think something like 79 clean sheets over five seasons. I mean, you know goalkeepers, Russ. It's a, that's a, I don't care what level you're at. That's an unbelievable statistic. And then, you know, adding to that the six or seven that he's got already this season. So, um, yeah, he's just going from strength to strength. And um, But, yeah, it was it was a lovely moment, actually, last night. In the, it, was, it wasn't hugely populated in the bar last night but, um, for corporate, but it was, it, was, it was good and it was, it was nice to see Alan Ogley there and he's presented him with his, his framed shirt. Yeah, I mean, someone's... Uh... Phil Panton says should have presented it on the pitch. I think logistically that probably couldn't happen because he was in the team. But it'd be, it'd be, it'd be nice to do that at some point. Is get him out on the pitch, and, and I don't know. I don't know when you could do that though. I mean, if you specifically just do it when we get in the uh, when we get in the trophy at the end of the season. Just do it then. <laughs> I think to be honest, I think yeah. we have we have done it in the past where uh, it's been presented to the the relevant player after the warm up. So you, the very last possible, yeah, yeah. but then you know a lot of fans miss it as well anyway. Yeah, they're still coming in, but it, it, there's no there's no right or wrong way to do it. But it's um it's been done. I mean, the ideal would be to do it on the 250th, but obviously that we you know we were away from home, so um, yeah, the, all clubs are different, and I I just it's so important that we do mark it though, and we, we, we've done that nicely. Yeah, That's very pleasing for me. The fact that there's been such a high to like. Prior to like the past five or six years, it's been a high turnover of players every year. So the fact that we've got four or five players who've been with us for half a decade, that was unthinkable a few years back. <laughs> yeah, it was, especially when Neil was the manager. You're lucky to have four or five days. It's great. And I think what's lovely now, and, and you know, the cream rises to the top, and I think what's great about the squad... Um, in, in the current moment is that players like Ben, like Ash Palmer, like Jordan Keane, like Sam Minihan have just, those title winners have just reminded us that, you know, they haven't suddenly gone off the radar and they're not bad players overnight. And mm. it, imagine how, if you're going to replace those four, you'd have to spend a real fortune. And um, I'm not sure that the, the, the previous manager was, was massively convinced by any of them. No. Um, but I think Dave Challoner can see through that. And, uh, you know, these are... I've got a lot of respect now for players who come through that through that route through through the the, the National League North and that that kind of level that the unbelievable ability now and it's such a strong league strong division much the North is a lot stronger than the South as well and you talk to clubs like Kings Lynn who've, who've been in both divisions and they all tell you that the North is ridiculously tough so um, yeah you can see the quality of those players and I'm pleased that they you know they're getting their opportunity now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, moving on to Wealdstone uh, on Saturday, so. Decent win for them last last night away, albeit away at Dover. Um, so, but still, I mean, for them, a pretty good win. They're unbeaten in the last five. Mm. What, and it's a long way to go. What 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 are we expecting? I mean, from from our point of view, or from my point of view, I won't speak for Nick because he's, he's a grown man. He can, he can speak for himself, quite frankly. Is I, I'm expecting us to go there and win again. Um, I think we're strong enough. I think we're obviously capable enough. I just, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too disappointed with a one nil. To be honest, just, I just want to come away with all three points. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, normally you'd look back at last season and try and read something into that, and you, you can't. I mean, you know, they were doing well last season, and then decided to to furlough everybody, and you know, 
and that's that's what angered Simon Rusk so much. And I, I agree with him. It was risk-free football for for teams like them because they, they weren't bothered. You know, just a case of get, getting through the season. There's no consequences because you weren't going to get relegated. So they just furloughed everybody, cut the costs, and and, and took the money. So, um, but no, they, they've they, they've obviously had a you know a good long hard look at, uh, at what they're going to do for the new season. They've got a um, new manager in place, and I, I, I'm not sure what the fallout was with the previous guy, but. Um, but yeah, the manager they've got in now seems to be doing a really good job. They're, they're well clear of the drop zone now. I think they're about you know eight or nine points above it and uh, climbed up to fifteenth. They've gone a decent run. Um, last season, the big problem obviously was was they just conceded goals for fun. I think they, they, was it ninety nine or something. They let in the worst defence in the national league. But this time round, they do look a lot more um, resolute. They do look a lot more solid at the back. Yeah. And I've, I've only seen little video clips of them this season, but certainly you know organisations much better. Um, they, they play a possession game, um, and there's not there's not many teams in the lower half that go for that. But they do try and play a possession game. They'll try and play out from the back. They'll try and frustrate us, obviously, and then and then try and hit on the break. So yeah, I, I think it'd be interesting. I, I think it'll be tight. It might be a little more frustrating than some of the games we've watched. I'm not expecting free flowing football or you know, five goals or anything like that this time. But again, like I was saying about the Woking game, it's just. It's, it's, this is more important than Bolton. It's more important than Rotherham. Just go yeah. there, do the job. If you can get another three points, make it nine out of nine, that'll be that'll be a wonderful position and potentially put us in the playoffs as well. You know, as I say, just ahead of Christmas. And especially now, whilst you know, there's very few home games at the yeah. minute. I was joking last night, saying, Can you imagine when you know the board that I was on? If, if we looked at that fixture list and saw no home games for that period of time, we'd have, we'd have the begging bowl. I don't know what we could do. We could be arranging friendlies and all sorts. How would we get through that? But now nobody meant, nobody talks about it now, that, you know, the lack of um, commercial revenue, turnstile income, the shop, you know, nobody's talking about it. It's like, well, never mind. No games or Boxing Day, don't matter. Um, but yeah, really, really strange. But as I say, that could have been a, a real tipping point in, back in the day. It's it's quite a weird one, isn't it? Because I think Eastley was was marked, was was penciled in once it for the fourth. Yeah. So that's but, right. but, so generally in the, in this in the fixture list, and I didn't even notice this when when I was looking at it. You know, at the start of the season when I was marking off which ones I was going to go to away, there was so there's no game from the, the fourth to sort of no home game for, for the whole of December almost. So, you know, in the middle of the, the large middle of part of December, it's weird. I exactly. I've never, yeah. known, never known that before. As it as it stands, our next home game is, is Boxing Day against Altering, which yeah. is, is bonkers. But I mean, obviously, we, you know, we could get a home draw in the trophy. Uh, we could find ourselves with a replay against Rotherham. So that you know, there is the potential for, yeah. for for home games, but it is just potential. It's not. Uh, there's no guarantees. Um, so yeah, it's just a, a, an odd period, and and I think that you know that makes it all the more challenging. Because I think as it stands, under Sam Rust, we probably would have preferred to be away from home. Um, yeah. But at the minute. You, you you want to be at Edgeley Park and you want to be winning games and, and having nights like we've we've had in the last two uh, the last two home games. So yeah, let's uh, let's hope that you know uh, a home draw in the trophy would be good. We don't want a silly draw there, do we? I'm feeling filed at home. I've just got this yeah. feeling that'd be great. Yeah. That yeah, yeah. Right, I want it. Yeah, Dave Dave Challenge would relish that. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure he would. I think if if we get to Christmas uh, or just after Christmas and we've 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 got a few good results under our belts and we are in that playoff mix. With a game in and or without, I think, I think it's on, isn't it? It is on, and I, and I, I tell you, you can already you can already feel there's a yeah. there's been a, a such a a change in the mood around the around the place, and and the fans are they've been unbelievable the last two or three weeks, and and you know 
again talking to, to me and des talk about these kind of things a lot because we're sad but you know we we, we think like if you keep keep bigging up the fans keep talking about the fans saying you know all the right things about our supporters because they are different class and and if we can keep doing that they'll keep coming and you know you saw the gate like four and a half thousand on a tuesday night against king's lynn and that where they brought 32 that's that's remarkable you know and i know there's a lot of there's a lot of legacy from the Bolton fixture, but that, it, even so, it's still a, a fantastic turnout on a Tuesday night. So, yeah, I, I, something special is definitely happening, and, and I think the fans are absolutely back on board. There's a real, there's a real unity and a real sense of purpose around the club now. It was a little bit fractured, I think, at the start of the season. We weren't, I don't know, I, I, I couldn't put my finger on it, but it didn't feel like there was that togetherness, and I didn't feel there was a connection between the fans and the players. I thought the fans were trying their hardest, but players maybe weren't giving them anything to shout about and then there's that disconnect and, and it just all sort of started to fall apart and that's why away results seem to be better than home results but that's that's changed now and, and Dave Challenger he's, he's no mug he, he knows how to harness that and, and and use it to his advantage yeah I think this we spoke about on this on this show before about turning points in in mm. the club's history and, and managers as well so we, we, we spoke about sort of the failed game that was nil nil when Jim was in charge mm. you could see a sort of a connection between the fans and the players and a turning point. It's, it's interesting that Challoner had that like within a couple of days because he went to Bolton and got a draw and straight away, I mean, we we're all pleased with Challoner's appointment anyway, but mm. because he got a draw at Bolton, that just added to that. Then we beat Bolton. It just adds again. It just builds on those building blocks. And Yeah, I think, I think, I think so. Start. Yeah, I think also you talk about togetherness. I think... Um, I think one of the things that really hampered Simon Rusk was the fact that he was new new to the job. He was new to the job of managing a, a, a big league team, and and you know that's that's what we are to all intents and purposes. And then of course we'd had COVID as well, so that we were playing behind closed doors. And I think then when the fans did come back in, they weren't entirely happy with the style of play. And um, I, I think also that. Simon himself, I think, because he was so new to it, I think this is just a personal thing, not nothing coming from the club, but I just felt there was a, almost a, oh, he's quite aloof almost. He 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 he, he was difficult to, to to see and trust in supporters or wanting to put himself out or be vulnerable with supporters, um, and I think he found that hard. And then the players almost take their lead from that. And they think that well, okay, well he he's doing that. Well, I'll do that as well. And then, and then so there, there was there was hardly any connection between the players and the fans, and um, a lot of the community stuff seemed to have dried up. But you know, Dave's a big believer in all that. He's he's going to drive all that. And um, you know, you see the scenes at the end of games now, and it's it's, it's the complete opposite. And um, yeah, there's been a real there's been a real shift. And uh, as I said earlier, the fans will, will accept pretty much anything as long as they see um, you know. A, a team that, that that's playing playing for the badge, you know, players that yeah. are playing for the badge, um, and putting in a hundred percent effort, and, and and that's what you'll you'll get with the Dave Challenger team. Good to hear, good stuff. Okay, should we talk about you, John? If you must, yeah. I was going with take. I was going to go with take me out rather than this is your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yours is a more of a modern approach, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know where to start with. I mean, just logistic. What we were thinking when we were planning on what we were going to ask you was um, during lockdown. What was that like commentating oh. on those games and? 
and was there a, sort of like a learning curve and getting used to a nobody being in the ground although you kind of insular anyway i guess with the, with commentary but is it was a new technology to learn and, and all these different things or Oh, how, how, did, how did that go for you? There was. I mean, uh, probably the biggest shift for me was I hadn't really done any TV commentary. So, um, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of, of, of benefits. Being on the radio, the, the essential thing for me to do is to tell you at any point in time where the ball is. So you, you want to know where the action is, where it's happening, um, and get a sense of who's on top. And, and, and so you can do that. Um, but obviously, when you can see that, you don't need this ball fella telling you where the ball is every two seconds because it doesn't you don't need that also the scores on the screen so you don't need reminder of the score so all those basics that you do on the radio are suddenly gone and what i had to learn quite quickly was the use of silence and just allowing the game to breathe a little bit more than you would on the radio and i, I found that I found it difficult to shut up, and you know, it's which is a, a common problem apparently. Yeah, I, I have that problem on here. <laughs> but it, it, you know, it, it, it's it's a bigger shift than you think, and I, I, I you know, I, I think perhaps naively I thought, well, commentating is commentating, it's the same whatever you do, but it's, it's clearly it's not. Um, and the other thing was, and, and funny enough, you, you talk there, Russ, about almost being in a sort of cocoon, and you, you look at your commentary box, and it's you know, it's all quite private now. The players said that we could hear you. We could hear what you were saying on the pitch. So, um, you know, anything bad you said, I mean, you know, you're not tending to do that anyway. But it's it was a case of they could hear everything. So, um, really strange, really odd environment. And, and the beauty of of any commentary, of course, are those highlights, those the, the big moments in games where, yes, you're there to punctuate it, but the real commentary comes from the crowd so being able to hear that reaction and get that uh, you know the sort of the chorley moments you know those are the kind of things that you you really want and that's why you do the job and 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 yeah so it without those i mean we scored some some really nice goals during during lockdown but i mean you know i i, I don't listen to myself back a great deal anyway i try not to i don't particularly enjoy doing it unless i, I think I, I need to unless there's something wrong in a commentary particularly but um but i certainly haven't listened back to many of those those lockdown ones because i just i didn't enjoy them um it didn't look like the players enjoyed them either to be honest so, um no it was, a, it, was, it was a tough it was a tough time wasn't it it's was horrible i'll tell you what was nice though and um the one thing that did sort of keep me going was um we got a lot of messages from the other club from the opposition teams and so because that's something else that suddenly you've got to be aware of is that you've got fans from all these other teams you know yeah. from Notts County or whatever that they're, 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 they're suddenly tuning in and getting lots and lots of comments saying this is by far the best one we've ever done somebody who's actually done some research knows the knows our players you know both sets of players understands that um and has got a bit of background knowledge um I mean your research is the same but I, <coughs> excuse me I do a lot of research obviously for all games but you probably only use about I don't know 10% of, of what you've actually researched, but you've got to have it there at your fingertips just in case if there's a, you know, we had an incident the other night with that nasty injury, you know, and the, the, there was quite a lengthy break in play. So you've got to have, you've got to have something to talk about. You can't just yeah. sit there whist whistling, twiddling your thumbs. So, um, but yeah, I thought, I thought that was, if, if there was any good to come out of it, it was, um, it was a little bit of flattery, which is nothing wrong with that for coming from the away team. And I, I, I did, I did find that quite rewarding. But the, I mean, I, the biggest killer though was, a lot of clubs wouldn't allow us then 
into their grounds for the away fixtures. So having had a, a run of, I don't know, 1,250 games, suddenly I, I couldn't, there was games I couldn't go to, there was grounds I couldn't go on. So um, that was, from a very selfish, you know, perspective, I, I, I found that upsetting. But um, yeah, hey, look, I, I mean, COVID presented lots of challenges. I think John Kieran missing a few football matches is probably, <laughs> is probably, is probably the least the least of them. Well, well, Johnson and them used to mention that on the five o'clock briefings. It was like it was right up there before they did the little graph and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, let's get Kieran back to the games. Yeah. JK can't go to Wheelston. He's, he's gutted. You know what we're going to do? Come on, Bantam, sort this out. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's nice that you got those points because it was you. You you were definitely up there, if not the best. Because we, I watched all the streams. In fact, no, right. I missed one, and it was the um, it was a Solihull one. Where we won five nil away or something, I can't believe I missed it. Got, got me timing wrong, but yeah, some of them, some of them were were, were pretty bad. They weren't yeah. worth the twelve quid that we that we were paying every week anyway. Um, so th- just going back to sort of rewinding a bit to to some of the, your best moments. Then I say your best moments, best moments that County have had that you've been comment- commentating on. Where does Bolton rank in that? Because obviously we've got the. Um, We've got the uh, Curzon match, haven't we? Yeah. When we, you know, that that famous that famous quote that you did, um, and I guess you've. I, I mean, I've I've probably been to all the other matches that you commentated on, so I don't know. You know, did, we, did you commentate on the two thousand eight playoff final? I'm not sure. But... Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, that. I mean, obviously, that's up there. And, and I, I tell you what, what was interesting and Bolton, by the way, yeah, is in is, is certain. I know Sam Burns said something about the top three, and I think it. it I said in commentary that night, it feels like 96, 97 or um, like the the, the win over Man City, the John Hardiker night. It feels like that, you know, the the Bolton game. It did have that sense of occasion about it. Although, you know, I'll stand by what I said. It's not as important as as Wilston away, but um, it it did have that sense of occasion. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, clearly that 2008 was was, was a brilliant occasion. And I, I... but the reason it was brilliant was because I always remember speaking to a steward after the game because it was the new Wembley, obviously. And this steward said, you know, he said, um, I've watched every game since this stadium opened. He said internationals and playoff finals and cup finals and everything. He said, that's the best game of football I've seen in this stadium. Now, it's, I know it's only a steward and it's only, you know, county against Rochdale. But I just thought, what a, what a nice thing to say. Yeah. Um, hey, that's Steve what- McLaren. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, what, but what a reflection on that that wonderful team that, that Jim had put together. You know, it was a remarkable, um, just a moment in time where everything just clicked and he, he put together a fantastic side. I know financially, argue, you could argue it was built on foundations of sand, but, um, you know, that take nothing away from Jim and the team that he, he put together. I think probably the other one it w- would be the John Hardiker night against Manchester City. I've got to say, be hold my hands up and say, in all honesty, there is no record of me commentating on that one because what happened was when the second goal went in, I jumped up in my seat and pulled all the wires out and oh, took, just took the radio station off air. I know, so, John, I was listening. Sorry, pal. I, 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 absolutely <laughs> the most pathetic um, excuse that I can give, but I did. I just pulled everything. All the wires came out and it was... Uh, I've never done it since, but you learn your lessons, don't you? But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, that was such it was such a high a high point. But then obviously I missed all the celebrations. I'm busy trying to plug everything back in again and try and make it reconnect. So yeah, it was a it was a funny night. But uh, yeah, it's up there. And obviously 96, 97, there were some great occasions on that League Cup run. And um 
I, yeah, I, I, there's been some great moments, and, and, and County's provided all of them, and the fans have provided the backdrop. So it's, it's been it's been great. We've got a question here from uh, Simon in Sydney. I went a bit Jimmy Savile then. That's a letter from Simon of Sydney. Um, so, yeah, well, his, his first question, um, we've, we've pretty much covered because it's about what's changed on the pitch. Um, but, yeah, his, question, his other question, what, what are your hopes in, in, in the next few years and what do you think is important for the club to get right and any pitfalls we must avoid? Oh, covers a so lot. We've got, we've got um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 Nine. You, what I think is that I, I want Mark Stock to enjoy himself. I think that, I know it sounds flippant, but that is actually probably the most important thing of all. I spoke, I, I speak a lot to Mark and, and, you know, we catch up maybe once or twice a week. And, and uh, when I speak to him, I, he's, he's had so few moments he's been able to enjoy since taking the club on. Um, but I, I, I said to him, you know, it's almost like it, this is his hobby now because he's taken this this pot of money and he's decided to invest that money in Stockport County. He loves football, uh, and me and him go back a long way. Actually, we both worked at the Stockport Express in the sort of oh, late. Wow. What would that be? The uh, <laughs> early nineties, maybe at 90, something like that. We were both at the Stockport Express at the same time, and Paul Taylor, the uh, co-owner of Strawberry Radio, all we're all there together at the same time. Um, but Mark enjoying himself is absolutely critical because if he doesn't enjoy it, uh, you know, why would he stick with it? And, and and he wants it to work. But I think what I got the impression from him, he wants to be able to just turn up at the training ground every now and then, have a, you know, get himself a brew, sit down with the manager and chat football for a bit and, and just enjoy himself and just, you know, I, I, I don't think he's had that so far, but he certainly did against Bolton. And um, I did enjoy that video of him oh. with uh, Simon Wilson, and Steve Bellish. Yeah, just mirroring what was going on in the, in the cheese lane. Absolutely amazing that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And I mean, you know, I think he's the first time he's made mistakes. And I, I was talking to him the other week, and it was when just before Dave Challoner was appointed. So obviously, I was pushing for, for Dave. I really, you know, I just said he's. I said I, you know, I, I was on the board. We tried to get him in 2016. It didn't come off, but. You know, I said honestly, I'm, I'm, I truly believe this is your man. Um, and I said, if there's anything that's maybe where we've misjudged it, it's that idea of going from um, the national league to the championship in seven years and having one guy to take you there. Well, that, I mean, I could be, I could be wrong, but I don't think there's been a manager who's ever done that journey. But I suppose O'Neill at Wickham did okay and Mad Dog at Barnet did all right. But you know, nobody's done that with one club. Mm. And I said, maybe you almost need to break it down and think to yourself, well, we need a guy to get us out of this division. Maybe take us out of League Two and then it might be somebody completely different in League One and and then they might plateau in the Championship and you might have to get somebody else in again. You know, the, it doesn't have to be one person all the way through, and that's why you give three year. You're not giving. You didn't give Simon Rusk a seven year contract. You gave him a good a job and all. Yeah, <laughs> you gave him a three year deal for a reason. So um, I said, you know, maybe you, because I think Simon Rusk might be a, a really, really good coach in League um, Two or League yeah. One or even the Championship. I think he's got that in his locker. But I think getting out of this division, we need somebody who's got experience of, of getting promoted in non-league football. And Dave's done that with money. He's done it without money. He's done it with low expectations, with high expectations. You know, he's just done it everywhere he's been. So, perfect appointment. Yeah. What was your favourite goal in the Bolton game? What was the... What, 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 was, all, what was the biggest moment for you? Biggest moment? I mean, I suppose that, that 
I think for me, probably Ash Palmer's header was because you, you think uh, people around me were saying three two, you know, we're still well in this. And you think it, but the more time ticked on, you just thought, can't see it. And also because that big Santos at the back was winning everything in the yeah. air, you were wondering how how are we going to. And he was marking Ash, and I was thinking, well, how's how's it going to happen? Um, I, I did think that for me that was, and I loved it not just because it's a typical Ash Palmer goal, but because of the own goal at the other end for which he took full responsibility. And I've watched it back a few times; I'm still not convinced. But anyway, he's he took full responsibility for it, but then to go and redeem yourself by scoring at the other end, and, and I, I just look he's not he's not the perfect player. He will make mistakes, and and, and he made one in, in the Woking game. But I just think he, he deserves. He's got so much credit in the bank with county fans that he could afford the yeah. odd mistake because because you know he's going to redeem himself ten times over. And for me, that was it was just such a moment. I've, I've got to mention. I mean, the quickly obviously the quickly goal where I thought he had well he did have cramp. He, you know, I mentioned cramp earlier on. He he was suffering with that, trying to conserve his energy, and then somehow he shrugged it off and lobbed the ball in the back of the net. It's just you know, he's just he's different class. So yeah, it was it was it was an amazing night, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, from a, from a fan's perspective, I mean, we, we were in the Chile and that goal when Palmer, you know, when Ash scored that, it was just limbs. I, I hugged, I hugged two, two, two lads in front of me in the early 20s. I don't, I don't even know him. I just hugged him. <laughs> <Same instance. laughs> we're not back to Jimmy Savile again, are we? See, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even me, that one, Ross. <laughs> just remember that. Right, one final question, because I'm, I'm conscious that you, that you do have to go and, and put your lad to bed. So, uh, T asks, and I, there's a supplementary question to this, is Phil Staley your favourite co-commentator, but who is your favourite co-commentator? And uh, me, me and me and Nick are in the hat for this as well. <laughs> well, 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 a quick bit of background on that. When I did co-commentary on the FC United game, I arrived yeah. late and uh, John said, oh, so I already think FC United will line up. And I went on for about 10 minutes talking about Sam Sheridan. Only he wasn't playing. Say, oh, he's not playing. <laughs> so I think um, I'm off the list. I think uh, Phil was... I love Phil to bit. I love him because for his uniqueness. I love his. He's got good insight as well. At, at, you know, I, I think uh, we hit a purple patch when when we got Phil on, involved, and it was great to to have him. And he travelled around the country with me, and we did we did games up on you know, left, right, and centre. And um, just a great, great bloke to work with. Still in touch with him today. Wrote a book with him as you know. It's just everything that I, I love him to bits. Fantastic bloke. Um, but I've also I've mentioned him a couple of times already. Des Hinks, I think, you know, was, has been a great servant to the club down the years. Yeah. His knowledge of county is 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 second to none, really. You know, his, his memories longer than anyone's I know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think he, I think he's been really good. But I, I've got to say, you know, credit to the, the new lads who've come through. You know, we've got obviously Chris Ridgway last season. We've got Sam Burns been doing a bit this season and, and, and Sam's, you know, got real good insight and, you know, good voice, good intelligence and, uh, and Liam as well, Liam Richardson, County's media man. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I've been in that position where, you know, you're working for the club and you walk in a tight, I mean, I had that horrible situation where, you know, I was a, not, a, I was a director. So I'd, I'd have, I'd have a board meeting with the manager on a Thursday and then interview him on a Saturday afternoon after we've been beaten by Dartford. And you're thinking, this is going to go well, isn't it? So uh, it was horrible. I, 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 
I was getting, you know, getting some some stick in in some quarters, quite quite rightly, because it, it's horrible. It was a really difficult situation to be in. But but we were in the National League North. We didn't have any resources, and and I'd found myself on the board. So you know that that's I had to deal with it. And um, but yeah, going on that that tightrope and and occasionally falling off it one way or the other was 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 easy to do. I'm afraid. So um, but yeah, I, I, th- I think uh, I think I've been blessed with some some really good co-commentators down the years. I've been very lucky to work with some some great people. So um, yeah, it's yeah. probably unfair to pick out one. Yeah, fair enough. It was a loaded question. I mean, Liam. <laughs> I think Liam does really well. I, I do enjoy Liam and Sam on Saturday as well. Yeah, it's good, really good. Liam, Liam's great, and I think you know we we I sort of identified him a couple of years ago that you know he had he had some talent, and and I knew the the direction the club was taking that there was going to be a job there. It's not a job for me. It's not you know it's not a job I particularly wanted, and um, you know I've got a career outside of football, so I I didn't want to go go into it. But um, so I was never going to look at it. But I I did think we needed somebody, particularly savvy with social media, who understands that side of the game much better than I do, and and but also somebody who's who's got um he's got passion he's got passion for football you don't have to be as he wasn't a stockport county fan when he came in but he is now i'm sure and and um i think he's doing a fantastic job and for a young lad who's who's not too long out of university i think he's he's doing really really well so uh his interviews are, 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 are top notch i'm really enjoying those especially now the, the dave challenger ones the pre-match you, you can learn a lot from listening to those so um yeah he's he's, he's doing really well that's good. No, he's, uh, he's doing well, so it's, it's nice to hear. Yeah. Good stuff. Right, well, it's eight o'clock. Um, we'll, we'll let you go and live your life, John. Yeah. Well, I, I am. I'm sitting in Sammy's bedroom at the minute, and and this isn't where I live. We're actually living with the in-laws at the moment because we're having an extension built at our house, so it's carnage over there. But um, do you know what's weird though? Is, is if you have work done. I've realised I'm not very good at it. I, I don't think I've got that common touch, you know, like dealing with workmen and tradesmen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a kitchen delivered yesterday. No, honestly, no word of a lie. These, these two fellas delivered a kitchen. It was early morning, so probably wasn't it, about half seven. So they turned up with this kitchen. They start offloading it. And um, it was cold, wasn't it? It was cold yesterday morning. And I, just, I said something like, I'm just trying to make conversation with the tradesmen. And I just went, oh, oh I said... Um, it's frosty today, isn't it? Look at you see the snow on the roofs. And this guy, I'm not joking, this guy turned around to me and went, There's no snow on my roof, mate. That's where I keep me, me grow. That's where I keep me grow. And I, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. So, yeah, uh, I'm just I, I'm dealing with tradesmen at the minute, mate. I'm just, I, I drop in the odd F bomb, you know, just to try and. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's just, I'm failing miserably, honestly. It, it, if this extension stands up and it's finished, I'll be a miracle because I'm sure they all hate me. I just keep going to Costa buying drinks for builders. That's all I do, just, you know, just to try and curry favour. So um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's why I, I've got to do a bit of an early dark because I'm sitting in my son's um, bedroom at the mother-in-law's. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a, a long and complicated story. Sorry about no that. No problem, no problem. <laughs> um, but honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thanks for. Thanks for putting up with us. Um, oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for everything you do as well. It's great. I mean, you know, you talk about the, the industry and how it's changed and it's things like, you know, the, the, the work that you you guys do that's moved the industry on to, to uh, for the better. You know, it's it's back in the day, you know, the, we had the Stockport Express and we had Imagine FM and there was no feedback and there was no real, you know, you didn't know what was 
what yeah. people are thinking or, or anything. So, no, it's great having outlets like this. It's brilliant. Bring it back. Des Inks on the phone talking slowly for four hours. Coming up. There we go. Always a pleasure. So, for those that don't know, he John came on the show in 2016 um, when we did it in the pineapple. Yes, that's right. In the, yeah, in the chunky, so, weren't we? Five years. So it's been five years since he came on the show. Yeah, that's my overwhelming popular demand. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's been one of them. who's just been on the list for ages, haven't they? It's like, oh, let's let's get John on now. Jobs are good, then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's loads of love coming in through him. Um, Legend JK, uh, what a bloke, Joe Inglesfield. So yeah, um, he is, and we're you know top bloke, top bloke, and we will get him back on. Um, right, should we do some admin and then wrap up? Yeah, you you get you spaff your admin all over my face, mate. <laughs> um, so there's a few things to go through, so bear with us on this. So Fan Hub is still there. Please install it if you haven't already. Thanks for those that already have. 560 users, oh, sorry, I was explaining to work mode then, not users, 560 county bands. Customers. In the app. Um, there is some new features coming soon, so do bear with it. Private leagues, um, winning merchandise, checking in, so checking rewards, um, and score predictions as well. Score predictions is a, is, a, is a big one. Loads of people have been asking for score predictions. Not only score predictions, I've seen the, um, the test version today and there's going to be score predictions with scorers now i struggle with fucking scores to be honest well th this <laughs> is going to interfere scorers. with my bets now because because i know for a fact i'm going to pick something on the fan hub app and it's like well i'm gonna have to put a bet on it now as well aren't i oh yeah. put a bet on the same thing because <laughs> like that'd be, that'd be so, yeah exactly yeah easy yeah. money isn't it <laughs> it'll come um, in it eventually those of you that follow us on social media we're delighted to have to say that we've got Chloe Beresford joining us at least once a month. Um, if you don't know Chloe, um, look her up, Chloe Beresford on Twitter. She's a journalist. She's a Stockport County fan. She's um, Italian a bloody good football. podcaster. Bloody, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Italian football knowledge that you wouldn't even you, you, just, you just don't you just don't understand how much she knows. She's going to join us. She's got a county season ticket this season, and we're delighted that she's joining us on this show. So. Um, you'll see her next week um, and also next week we're going to have Matt from New York Talk on as well which is a Rotherham United podcast and they're going pretty well so I'm a bit nervous about the game a week on Friday I've got to say but three hit, three hit, hit, three three hit. hit and, and we'll get a draw we'll, we'll, we'll be having yeah. a replay again mate it's happening then we'll do them we'll ah, obviously yeah, yeah. Um, no Jordi Hatter away they show this week so um, yeah it's, uh, he's having a break it's his anniversary which is nice. So, kind of and also, well, well, we're giving personal messages. Uh, get well soon to John Billsbury. Yes. Long-time friend of the podcast. He, he didn't make the game last night because he's a bit under the weather. So get well soon, John. Absolutely, yeah. Get well soon, John. Um, and if you haven't already, check out our other videos. They're all on, on our YouTube channel. Uh, the, I've cleaned it all up now. So you've got the Dark Day series and special guests. And we'll get more on um, very, very soon. Now... The last thing to mention is that 
we are planning a live show. Um, so if you've left the live show now, because we can see the numbers going down. It's don't, don't tell them. The, what, don't. Yeah, don't tell them. It's a secret. It's between it's, us and you. This is our little secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a live show uh, coming up uh, sometime in January. Not sure yet, but we've got Mike Flynn and Gary Stockforth um, agreed to come on to do a live show. Got a friend of the podcast, Rob Britner, who's been on before. He's a he's a guitarist, a bassist. He, he, he's just a really singer. Good everything. Singer. He's going to do a bit of a set for us um, to warm everybody up. It'll be. Probably 10 quid in, pint a pint, uh, upstairs eight days a week. Um, so we'll get that done. Um, yeah, that should be a really great night. We just need to confirm sort of dates and things and we'll get it sorted. Yeah, well, look, it looks look like probably, probably second half of January, but we will uh, confirm that, won't we? We will, yes. We will confirm the date. Um, yeah, and please do like the video. Like the video now. If you haven't already, please subscribe. Um, and and do comment when we when we when we make the comments live. It really does help us with our algorithms and things like that, and gets us further up. And yeah, I'll tell you what, stuff. you you want to put some cream on them algorithms, mate. They're very sore. Yeah. Very sore. Yeah. Well, if you will ride a bike, mate, this is what happens. Yeah, but I've I've got some chamois cream for that, not algorithm cream. That's for something completely different. You're getting your creams mixed up, aren't you? Sorry, mate. Do you know what you end? Do you know what you end? An algorithm cream goes on. I don't, know, I, don't, do I don't think I want to know. No, no. I don't know. No. I, I, if I if I get algorithms, I just pop them back in. <laughs> I hope, hope for the best. <laughs> oh, a- absolute casserole down there. Good stuff. Right. I think we're done. Thank you to everybody that's uh, commented. Really means a lot. Thank you to everyone that's watched and and got involved. And yes, we will see you next week. And they'll, and they'll see us next week. And they'll see us, yeah. Cheers, everybody. Bye now. Cheers, thank you. You've been listening to the Scarf Bagara Board. Hosted, written and produced by Russ Johnson and Nick Lee. Additional support is provided by Pete Wilson. The title track is by Dan Johnson with the voice of the legendary Richard Harmwell. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to download the FanHub app and consume our content there. The Scarf Bagara War. For county fans, by county fans. Thanks for listening. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around... You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 